Welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. Today's episode number 20. This has come around so quickly, uh, and I'm pretty proud of getting this far. And it never would have happened if I hadn't got a bit uncomfortable and just jumped into this. So I want to quickly thank a few people that have made this possible so far. My lovely wife, Julia, for being supportive. All the awesome people who have given me feedback and who I've bounced ideas off. My gifted brother, Jeremy Desmond, for the awesome theme music. All the amazing people who have given up their time to share part of their stories with me and with you guys. I want to thank everyone for listening as well from all parts of the world. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all. Thanks mum. It's really cool that you've chosen to spend a bit of your day with me. So I've got a pretty sweet episode lined up for you today. I'm talking with Courtney Durr from Body Love New Zealand. Health and beauty are so much more than just what you see physically. And through Body Love New Zealand, Courtney helps teach women to love themselves to their inner core. Using fitness, practical tools and healthy environments, women start to see their true beauty and potential. Now, if you want to end up with washboard abs, we're probably not going to help you out too much today. Courtney and I chat about mindset shifts, about changes in perspective, and about learning to love who we actually are. We talk about the journey that Courtney went through with her own body image, and how she learned to love herself, and how Body Love New Zealand came into existence. We talk about how easy it is to focus on our own flaws, but that the ideal body is actually just a trend. We have a chat about how everything passes, the tough times and the good times. And we also have a chat about spending three weeks in the New Zealand bush in the middle of winter. Courtney taught me a lot, and she's teaching a lot of women really important skills. So I hope you guys enjoy getting uncomfortable with us today. Welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast. Thanks for coming and having a sit down and a chat to me uh, today. All good, no worries. Courtney, can you give me and my listeners a little bit of background about yourself, maybe kind of where you grew up, uh, traveling through your, your formative years to, yeah. to where, where we are at the moment? Sure. Um, so I am uh, born in Hawke's Bay, but pretty much raised in Wellington all my life. 24 years old and have been in basically the sport and fitness and health scene pretty much since I could, you know, run and walk. So, yeah, basically from a young age, played softball. Um, softball was my main sport. Uh, I got to represent my country at uh, about 15 or 16. That's wicked. Um, and yeah, so netball, soccer, anything I could kind of get into, I was I was doing. Um, and so once I found out that you could kind of study sport, 
I was all on board and just asked mum, please can I, please can I go and <laughs> yeah. study that? And um, so I finished up at, I finished my sixth form year and then went to study at NZAS. And so I studied two years there and got my diploma in exercise prescription. And so from NZAS, I went to, uh, we got to train at Les Mills. Um, and it was just so awesome being at Les Mills and being in the vibe and everyone there, you know, you walk in and everyone's just high energy and it's colourful and it's happy. And so I said to myself, I'm going to work here. And as soon as I finished up at NZAS, I applied for a job and I just knew that I would get it. It was just, a, it was something, I didn't have a plan B, I wanted, I wanted that and um, yeah, and I was lucky enough to get a job there, and so basically was there, started working in 2011, um, and as I kind of uh, grew and developed, I, um, I started as a gym instructor and then moved into the role as a PT, so um, I started personal training in 2013. And yeah, basically started my boot camps, um, and boot camps were called Fit Freaks at the time. Um, and I just basically followed suit of all the other personal trainers, and you know, um, marketed myself as a get fit, lose weight, lose that jiggle for summer, and um, you know, made sure that I was doing what other trainers were doing, which. Yeah, I guess was was good in some respects. Like I learned a lot from the trainers at Les Mills, but um, when I found that what was kind of happening to me in terms of my mood and my happiness and my self esteem, it actually was decreasing and, and not increasing. Um, and the same things were happening to my clients, and so uh, basically I just saw this um, this common thing with with. You know, you may be losing weight, but you're, you know, I was getting, I was less happier and my clients were less satisfied and, and it was just kind of this vicious cycle and that's when, so in 2014 I decided that kind of things needed to change, so a year of PT, a year of following other people and doing what they're doing and realising that wasn't for me and that wasn't working for me or my clients um, and was, yeah, I guess I kind of took quite a brave move and, and stopped weighing my clients and, and stopped um, you know, using the language of get fit, lose weight sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, and that kind of was where Body Love kind of blossomed and, and started 2015. So. Cool. Yeah. So just jumping back a little bit, you said that you were getting less happy mm. as you went on with kind of training this way and, and teaching people this way, do you kind of know the reasons that you were getting less happy? Um, I think at the time, I like looking back at it now, it's so obvious. But at, in the t- at the time, I was I just thought that that was normal, and I thought mm-hmm. that those you know mood fluctuations was normal. But it was pretty much like I would I would train to look a certain way. I, I wouldn't train. Um, because I wanted to get fit or healthy. I wanted to train because I wanted um, my body to look better. And it was definitely just from you know a, an aesthetic point of view. But because I wasn't happy with my body as it was, 
there was no, I was never going to be happy, you know, like it was, I would achieve like a goal weight or I would, you know, look a certain way and I'd I'd say, okay, well, I'm that goal weight, but I need to be more toned or I need to, you know, be smaller in this area or whatever. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, I guess it was just this constant, um, feeling of, you know, never good enough. Yeah. uh, also, a big thing was was comparisons. You know, like everyone at these mills, well, not everyone, but I thought everyone looked the part. Everyone was beautiful and 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 in shape, and I just wanted to look like that. And I thought, especially as a personal trainer, I had to look like that. I I thought, well, it's okay for you know other people to to hold a little bit more fat or whatever, but I'm a personal trainer and. And my body is my marketing tool, so everyone told me. So it kind of put this uh, pressure, I put my this pressure on myself to look a certain way because of my job. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting concept, day eh, in that you're, you're just striving for a number or striving for kind of what you think, and then actually you hit it. And you're like, ah, uh, that hasn't actually made me happy. Yeah. It's like, you kind of, yeah. It's the I'll be happy when yeah. sort of mindset, but actually yeah. you you get that and you you're like ah oh, not actually <laughs> this isn't how I thought it was supposed to be. No, nah, yeah. no, nah, I still feel the same as I did a week yeah. ago when I didn't have this. Yeah, yeah, that is. yeah. And did you did you talk to your clients about this as well? Because you mentioned that they weren't feeling happy yeah. as well. Is that kind of the similar theme that they had? Yeah, I guess it was. I didn't I didn't mind um, having these you know mood fluctuations, and I didn't mind constantly never feeling good enough because uh, it was almost like I was just so used to it but when it, when you could see it from a different point of view and when you could see it in your clients most of my clients are female uh, were, were female and they would just say you know the most terrible things about themselves and and I was saying it as well but I just didn't realize that it, how it sounded and so I would have women that would be training with me for, um, I would put them on six-week plans, and initially they would start off with a, a weigh them and give them their body fat and weight, and then I'd take them through a fitness test. Um, and then they would, you know, train really hard, and you'd watch them blossom, and you'd watch their confidence grow, and you'd see just how much work they were putting in. And then I would do the six-week check-in and they'd stand on the scales and they'd see the weight reflected back at them and their faces would just drop. You know, like they, they saw a number that wasn't where they expected it to be or, you know, it wasn't, didn't go down enough or it didn't go down at all or maybe they gained weight and they just, they just so many times said to me, you know, what am I doing wrong? And why, why, when I put it all this work in in the past six weeks, how come that's not showing? And and then I kind of looked at that and thought, what am I doing wrong? You know, as a personal trainer, I can't even do my job properly. And I remember specifically asking my boss at the time, you know, what am I doing wrong? And what can I do to help these women achieve their goals? And it was just, yeah, it was it was quite horrible seeing. Um, them feel unworthy and me feel, you know, useless. Mm. Um, yeah. And had they been feeling 
you said they'd been feeling quite good on the journey up until the point that you mm. weighed them, though, and they were kind of happy and, and going for yeah. it and enjoying it. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that was the thing, and that's, that was kind of where I realised that the scales are so irrelevant, and I feel very passionate about getting rid of scales just in general. And one of those was when I had this little competition with one of the PTs at the gym, and, and, and he said, you know, no weights, oh, no scales, we're just going to do it based on photos. And I, it was six weeks, and I trained for three weeks, and he was like, hey, we're going to do a chicken. And I was like, no, I haven't really, um, definitely haven't lost weight, and it's not going to, there's nothing, nothing's going to change. And then he's like, doesn't matter, just compare the photos. And the photos were, there was such a huge difference in the day one and, you know, the third week, um, even though nothing had changed on the scales. So that was kind of the first sort of thing for me to realise, oh, okay, so these scales aren't telling us exactly what, you know, we need to know. So that was kind of the the starting point for me was to realize that scales don't um, tell you the muscle that you've gained you know you may have lost fat but you may have gained muscle and um, you know your water retention everything like that that the scales don't take into account Um, so that was in 2015 and, and my the way that I think about physical and mental health has definitely developed from that point but that was kind of where it all started when I realised that actually scales don't tell you. Yeah, they're a very unspecific tool to measure yeah. um, and don't even fitness me, or health. Don't even or... get me started on BMI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you've got a BMI of 46, it's probably not great. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess like, yeah, with 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 those sort of measurements, as if you are going in it, Without the knowledge, then they can be quite dangerous. When, yeah. You know, uh, a doctor says you're obese to a female, and and without the kind of, you know, also telling them why and, and what what this could mean, and, and I I think just a little bit more um, knowledge around what they mean. And jumping back again, I, and I think you made a, an interesting point about being able to see see these things and kind of see the other woman kind of experiencing this this negative self-talk um, but not actually, well, in hindsight, being aware of it in yourself but probably not at that time. And also I think that compares quite well to doing uh, the challenge with the other PT about no scales, just the photos, mm. that you hadn't noticed any changes over three weeks but then actually when you had like a, another objective marker of taking a picture, you can actually you can actually see because I think especially with with body image that your brain and your eyes can trick you mm, quite yeah, a lot and yeah. sort of how you feel and that you can feel different depending on what you've what you've eaten yeah, and yeah. even though you don't change that much physically it's very um, it's such a big problem and one of the main problems actually that you kind of have pointed out is that it's this warped idea of how our bodies actually look. And um, there, there have been times where I've looked back on photos and I've remembered 
how I felt when I took that photo remembering, oh, I don't look, I'm, you know, not toned enough or I have the fat on my stomach. And then I look back at the photo and I'm like, where, you know? And, and, and to hear people, to hear people talk about themselves in a, yeah, but I've, I, I've got this one with me or I've got that one with me. We always see our own flaws and, and really, and we don't see it in others, you know? We, mm. we are so much harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And it's, yeah, I think that's what one of the big things that I'm trying to change and, and help people see that it's actually quite common for people to see those flaws in themselves, but actually you should start, uh, you should change and shift your mindset to trying to look at the qualities because there's, there is so many. Which is mm. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any theories about kind of what that, that negative mindset stems from? Like why that happens? And obviously I'm a guy and uh, so I, I have no real kind of insight that looking at it from a female perspective. But kind of it seems to me that uh, females do have more challenges with this than a lot of guys. And I don't know if that's just because of the, the biases that I bring to it and kind of where I'm looking yeah. at it from. Yeah, I mean, definitely with this whole thing, guys, I know I struggle with, with um, body image as well and and I tell people constantly that it's that I don't think that they don't, it's just that I'm mm. working with women, but mm. definitely in this kind of aspect, I think uh, females with, you know, having kind of a warped sense of, um, self or, or view of themselves. I don't know what it, where it stems from um, because there's you know, severe um, mental health issues and, and disorders and things like that where which I think would be quite interesting to look into and learn more about. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know where where it would stem from. Mm. Yeah, and I it's, think that's I mean, quite an interesting like thing to. To research. Yeah, it's a really interesting topic. I don't think there are any, I don't think there's one kind of definitive yeah. answer with it. I think it's probably multifactorial and kind of as a, as a society, we put these kind of um, like ideal body shapes yeah. up on a, up on a pedestal. And I mean, actually, if you, if you look at, I think, pictures of people over the last or pictures of the ideal yeah. over the last even 50 years body yeah. shapes have changed completely in terms of the, the ideal um so there's always going to be something new to yeah to strive for with yeah, that. So you're just like you're just nailing the <laughs> the points i guess that that i struggle with and that i you know am very very passionate about and i think that's one of them is is that it's all it is is a trend, you know. This mm. idea of health and beauty—it's—it's it, a trend, and I think, yeah, like you said, if you looked at, you know, what the idea of beauty was in the nineteen sixties to what it is today, they're so different, and they just—they every so often they just change, and sometimes it, it once it way back it might have been curvy, then it might have been stick thin, then it might be athletic, and you know, and it's it's always going to change, and I think that's why you shouldn't 
judge yourself compared to what the people look like in advertising mm. or you know what others um, define as, as as beautiful because you are you and if you are okay and if you are happy with the way that you look then I think that's all that should matter um, and not based on what the trend is or you know anything like that so definitely I guess um, people's views of themselves a big thing is advertising and social media um, but yeah that's a it's a big topic, yeah. <laughs> probably a bit long for this yeah. podcast today anyway. But yeah, no, it's, I, I think you're right with the, the fact that it's a trend and kind of trends tend to be cyclical. So mm. if you wait around long enough, sooner or later, <laughs> yeah. your body yeah, type is going to be in trend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Courtney, I want to jump over to that point where you started to realize that, hey, I need to be looking at this differently. Um, mm. So you, it kind of it started off with with doing that that challenge with another trainer. Yeah. Were there other things that kind of had a, a catalyst of, of you changing your your thought processes around this? Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the biggest things that I can think of is um, in two thousand and fourteen. Before then, I was just focusing on calories and you know fasting and cardio and beach muscles yeah and yeah things like everything like that and um I wanted to challenge myself and I wanted to do something that um allowed me to focus on an actual goal and so I entered a half Ironman um and I never done anything like that I really well I don't suck at swimming but I struggled with swimming and I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this crazy thing and I'm just going to sign up for Iron Moldy. Um, and I remember <laughs> I remember someone saying, um, oh, don't you think you should do like some shorter triathlons before you enter a, a half Ironman? Or don't you think you should you know, do more half marathons? Because or, or, that's kind of a, a big step to do a half Ironman. Mm. And I thought, that's what I love about it. You know, I really like challenge and yeah. I really like doing things that people don't expect me to be able to do. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I signed up for that and spent seven months just completely disregarding calories and focusing on, okay, what food do I need to eat today that is going to fuel me for my crazy trainings? Mm. Um, and I just completely stopped worrying about what my body looked like physically and started focusing on what my body was actually doing and it was just such a it was such an amazing year for me in terms of physically yes obviously it was great but also mentally um you know crossing that finish line it was it just showed me that this is what my body can achieve and this is how happy I am to be able to achieve that and to be able to do something that I didn't think I could do it and a lot of other people didn't think I could do um and actually I looked great as well you know I, I was like well this is this is what I can do and this is what my body looks like as a result of it why am I focusing on the you know calories and and the things like that when it's not actually making me happy and um yeah so I I guess that was uh the big kind of catalyst for me 
and I just wanted to help other people and my clients at the time. I wanted to have them set big audacious goals and focus on that rather than focusing on a number. Um, mm. and that was yeah. huge. Yeah. Cool. Did you notice your, even though you look great with the the half Ironman, had your body shape changed from when you were training for uh, focus on calories and things? Obviously, you were still ridiculously fit. Yeah, I think like if I look at photos of me throughout the past four years, that there's definitely changes, but very minimal in, mm. in comparison to actually how I felt about myself. Like, you know, four years ago, I would have thought that my body was horrible, you know, and today I'm like, you know, I love it. And yeah. I think it's so funny because there's such minor changes. This It's a very very similar but what has changed significantly has been my mindset about it which is yeah yeah that's very cool yeah and I mean I think you kind of stuck with the body that you're that you're given and most of us can't make massive changes with it I mean unless you go and probably eat McDonald's every day for for six months um no offense McDonald's if you're listening (laughs) Um, but I, I know even like when I'm if I'm training for different things, if I'm training for rugby, usually I'm a little bit bigger. If I'm training for a marathon, I'm usually a little bit leaner, but yeah. probably vary by like, yeah. weight-wise a couple yeah. of kgs mm. with, with that. But I think that's very cool how your body physically didn't change huge amounts, mm. but your attitude towards it just yeah. kind of drastically shifted. Drastically changed, yeah. yeah. Which, was, which was awesome. Did you, I just want to touch on kind of social media and advertising <laughs> with that. Did you, during that time period, kind of cut back on how much you were consuming or what you were consuming from that point of view in terms of a, of social media or advertising that you were looking at? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a good thing about social media is that you can choose what you see and with Instagram, it was just a, okay, well, how does this person make me feel? Do, do they make me feel, you know, uh, proud of myself? Or that do they make me feel like I'm not good enough? And if it was the latter, it was, you know, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And it's just about surrounding yourself with people and things that make you feel good about yourself and make you feel happy and so yeah I guess it was a bit of quite a lot of filtering had to be done um not so much with friends I was pretty lucky with friends but yeah definitely with with what was coming up on on social media and um yeah I guess it's it's like that you know surrounding yourself with you you become who you surround yourself with Mm, and and the average of the the five people you hang out with the most yeah So, yeah, that's, that, I guess that, that was what I was doing. And so many people uh, say, you know, social media is very destructive and it can be very, like, a negative thing. And I agree to an, ex- an extent, but I also think that it can be um, super positive and, mm. and, and powerful if used correctly. So I guess for me it was like, well, what makes me feel good and how can I help other people feel good? Um, and so 
such a big thing I, I believe on social media is, is authenticity and, and and people not just showing the highlights and not just showing the positive things. So that yeah, I yeah. guess I tried to I want to, to try and portray that as well through my social media. Cool. Yeah, and I think like your point about social media is that it there's good and bad aspects of it, but at the end of the day it's kind of really it's like money. It's just a tool. Mm, yeah. Money can be good. Money can be bad. Same thing with social media. It yeah. kind of depends on how you how you use it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good uh, kind of point to jump into to body love and mm. and what it's all about. So has it been kind of a concept that you, one day you just thought, "Yep, I'm going to jump into this," or is it kind of slowly evolved over time? Um, and do you want to also kind of give us a bit of an outline about what it's about? Yeah, of course. It makes me, like, you can't see this because it's a podcast where I'm, like, beaming. And <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, Massive yeah. smile. <laughs> uh, I just love speaking about it. I love everything that it's about. Um, so pretty much uh, it started, so I had these boot camps called Fit Freaks, and it was it was full women, but it's the most intimidating name you could ever come up with. Um, I've got so... this crazy mental picture of like the Spartan race warrior yeah, in my head. Exactly, and actually, it was nothing like that. So, as cool as it sounded, um, I needed it to change, and it needed to change. Um, so I changed it to Body Love Blueprint, and that's what it started off as. And it was a 12-week challenge, and just each week there was a different theme to focus on. So it might, it might have been nutrition, or it might have been gratitude, or uh, getting out of your comfort zone. So each week had a theme, and I wrote a letter for uh, you know about that theme. And so basically what it helped the girls with was they got that training, they got that physical aspect, but they also started to be educated on you know what what other things uh, does it mean to be healthy you know so health wasn't just how much you're exercising and what you're eating but it's also about your happiness and, and your mental health uh, so that's where it started it was just a boot camp um, focusing on the mental and physical health and today it is I actually just wrote a post about it the other the other day on my Instagram just explaining how we've developed and, and that is we used to be a boot camp and very very much physically focused and now the physical and fitness side of things is only an aspect of, of Body Love New Zealand. Um, so six months ago we registered the name Body Love New Zealand and got rid of Body Love Blueprint and so Body Love New Zealand basically what it is is first and foremost it is a community um, and that's such a big thing for us is creating a community of positive, like-minded women that, you know, just want to encourage and support each other, not, you know, compare and judge each other. And so within this community, we run, we still run boot camps, we run retreats, workshops, and then um, just, just maintaining that positive social media presence. So... That is pretty much, in a nutshell, what Body Love New Zealand is. Um, we've just ran, we actually ran our first workshop last night, which was amazing. It was a vision board workshop. Um, and then in July, we ran a retreat, our first Body Love retreat. 
that was in Otaki and that was just phenomenal. So um, we're still quite new, but definitely just so excited for the future and what you know what we're going to continue to develop into and, and who we're going to help and impact. So awesome. Mm. And I think I mean. It, Judging by the size of your smile, you've already uh, you've already impacted quite a few women, and you've been uh, and you've had some really great feedback with that as well. Is this the only thing that you're focusing on at the moment, or are you still doing some training at the gym as well? Probably about six months ago as well. Um, quit my job at Les Mills, um, and that was such a massive move for me because Les Mills has been amazing and has been my home for six years and so I just knew that I had kind of done everything I needed to do at Les Mills and it was time to get out of my comfort zone and do what I was truly passionate about Um, and so I finished PTing there so I don't do one-on-one sessions anymore and then I just basically have three venues in Wellington where I run the boot camps um, and then just jump from cafe to cafe to do like admin and office work yeah. so every single day is different and yeah every day is awesome sweet yeah. <laughs> how hard was it to let go of your old job obviously you're really passionate about about body love but making that jump must have been a challenge yeah it was i knew that it was the right thing to do especially because that is something that I preach you know about getting out of your comfort zone and, and, and following your dreams and your passions so I knew that it was something that I needed to do but it was it was hard because you have the thoughts in your head like what if I fail and what if it what if it is just a phase and um yeah I guess just worrying about the what ifs but continuing anyway is a brave bold move mm. I'm glad I did it did you have quite a lot of external support to do that with as well? Everyone was pretty positive. Yeah, that was something that made it so easy was was when I told people I'm, I'm quitting my job to pursue this business, no one blinked an eye. They were like, awesome, cool. It's like, this is what you need to do and we're behind you 100% of the way. Um, so that was very helpful <laughs> and encouraging. Uh, it's great that you you have that support network there that can yeah uh, that sort of lifts you lifts you up like that. Over the last six months, has it been easy though? No, <laughs> no, it hasn't. Um, it has been the most challenging and rewarding six months of my entire life. Like it really, really has. Yeah, I guess I I wouldn't obviously change it, but for me. It probably financially it's been the most challenging. That's that's the kind of area that I am definitely struggling in, but um, just loving it as well. It, it kind of goes. It takes me back to when I first started personal training at Les Mills, and I spent about six months just living on the bones of my butt, just scraping through each week, but just loving it. So it it, it definitely. I know what it feels like to be to not be earning that much money, but to be completely happy and and where I am and and, and what I'm doing. So it's just patience. <laughs> yeah, and I think every time you 
change and do something new, there's quite a quite a steep learning curve with yeah. it as well. That yeah. it, it takes a while to to figure things out. And uh, yeah, rice and beans isn't so bad for yeah. a while anyway. <laughs> I know it sucks that I love food so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I've just noticed the tattoo on your arm as oh. well. Actually, I've been in case you've been wondering why I've been looking <laughs> creepily at it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so it says this too will pass. Mm. Yeah, what is what does that mean to you? Um, I'm it's my only tattoo that I have, and I yeah, it helps me through so much. So basically, it has two meanings to it. Um, the first is what it seems like quite a negative kind of oh, did you go through a tough time when you got that done? Um, but pretty much what this too will pass means that nothing is forever, and that if you are going through tough times, that they're going to pass. But also, if you know, because everything passes, you need to make the most of it. You know, your your family, your job, everything in life it will pass, and so you have to make sure that you don't take it for granted and that you are grateful for every minute of it. So for me, it's just um, whether it's a really tough workout or it's a tough time financially. I you know I kind of glance down at it and I'm like. This will pass, so you know the time's going to pass anyway. It's what I choose to do with that time that makes the difference. So I like that. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's from I got it from um, one of my favorite books, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Cool. Yeah. So that's one of your favorite books. What do you have? A couple of others <laughs> that yes, you can share I with love us. Books. <laughs> um, yeah, I so A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, my favorite book would probably be. Way of a Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. Um, it's quite a similar structure to The Alchemist in the way that it comes in the form of a story, but it just has so uh, such a deep meaning to it. And um, another book would be The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, um, that's a really cool book. And the book that actually got me started into reading um, was by Oprah Winfrey. It was What I Know For Sure. It's a really, really simple book to read. Um, and even though it does, you know, it's definitely has spiritual aspects to it, it it's like a way to ease into it and, and to, um, yeah, be inspired. So that's a good book as well. Yeah, cool. But kind of dipping your toes into yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not starting with Eckhart straight off yeah, the bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be. It's a step too far for a few people. <laughs> Um, brilliant. Um, we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent Sorry. there, but no, 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 that's all good. It was my, it was my questions yeah. there. Bringing it back. <laughs> so Bolly Love New Zealand. Yeah, Bolly Love New Zealand. So where do you want to go with it? Yeah. Where, where do you want to take this? Um, well, at the moment, there's been so many opportunities that have come up and, and that excites Abby and I. So Abby is my business partner slash best friend. Um, and she came on board when we registered the business, so six months ago. Um, she quit her job as a full-time nurse to pursue this, um, so we're both very, very passionate about it and very driven. So what we want to do is we've got the boot camps, the retreats, and the workshops. So the boot camps are, are, are something that will run weekly, all the time. The retreats, we're kind of looking at hosting them quarterly, maybe more, depending. Um, and then the workshops are just kind of every so often, maybe every month or, or whatever. Um, we do have something 
else in the pipeline. We don't want to like talk too much about it, but um, cool. which is which is so that's kind of the fourth component that we will be bringing into Bodila, New Zealand. And then once that happens, we just want to really solidify those four things and just put our hearts and souls into it, rather than trying to you know put our hands into too many pies. We we just want to have those four that that strong structure and really run with it. Um, so for us, the retreats is, is quite a large part of that, I guess. Um, we're both very passionate about travel, and we also know that what can happen, we know what happened at our first retreat, which was insane, um, and what can happen when you're in the space of you know, other people um, in such a close space for you know, an extended period of time, and, and what amazing things can happen. So retreats, we want to be taking them throughout New Zealand and then um, internationally as well. Yeah. yeah. We have big, big dreams. Um, personally, I also want to do more public speaking and I want to write a book as well in the next five years. So. Awesome. Yeah, lots of goals, lots of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really cool. And we'll definitely have to have you back on when you publish your book. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the podcast's still going in, in five years' time. Um, hopefully you'll get it done before then. Yeah. Um, so, Courtney, I want to ask you some questions that I ask everybody. Can you tell me about a time that you've failed, in your quotes, and what you learned from it? So I glanced at these questions when I was on my way here. And <laughs> Good for I, mean, I mean, I was studying them, but I wrote down. So um, I guess one of the... I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure whether I should say it or not, but I think um, for, for other business owners and for other entre- entrepreneurs, it is important for them to know um, because on social media, it can seem like... Body Love New Zealand is a massive success and that we're rolling in money and that everything's just like positive every single day, nothing goes wrong uh, and that definitely isn't the case at all and we're not, we, we want to try and be as transparent and allow ourselves to be as vulnerable as possible because I know how much it can help other people. Um, so for me, I guess failure to me is a positive word. So I guess one of the times that I failed was was this year and um I so I just quit my job at Les Mills and had four I was running how many was I running yeah four groups uh four boot camps and they had 16 women in each and they were all sold out and people were you know wanting to join and it was just crazy um and then I kind of because I now that the bookkeeping was my only source of kind of income and that was what I wanted to really work on and really grow, I changed the structure of it and instead of doing like 10 week blocks, I just um, wanted to do a membership kind of uh, structure and yeah, I guess it was just a something that I wanted to trial and something that I wanted, that I thought would really take off and in the past six months have had maybe, like I've had one, two, four girls at a boot camp and to to turn up to boot camp and which I've even had a group of 35 before and to have um, go from such large numbers where the energy is just buzzing to having you know, 
three girls there, it, like it breaks my heart. And it's it, as as an entrepreneur and as a, as a businesswoman, I think, oh, what am I doing wrong? Like, oh my god, I've made this massive mistake. You know, by quitting my job at Les Mills, and 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 how am I supposed to afford to live? Um, and I think, yeah, and it's been kind of like that for the last six months. And what I've I've taken so much from it, and I've, I've, you know, turned up to every session the same, the same person to one person that I would be to thirty-five women, and making sure that just because of what's going on in my business, it doesn't affect the people that are there. Because if one person turns up, and if you make one person's day, and and give them your positive energy and help that one person then you're doing, you're doing a great job, you know, and I think that especially with um, with business owners and personal trainers, they kind of, their ego gets in the way, and they worry like, oh my god, this is such a small group, it's not working, and, and I look like a, a, an idiot, and they stop because of pride, I guess, and, and for me, I said right from the start, when, when I turned up and there was four girls there, I said, I'm I'm gonna stick this out, and I'm and I I'm gonna continue to remember why I'm doing this, and remember my purpose, and and never give up. And basically, I've just kind of reassessed why that's happened and what I can do to improve it. And it's just helped me in terms of uh, you know an entrepreneur to to look at where I failed and look at and really kind of delve into why that happened and how I can change that and how I can grow from that so for me it's yeah it's not about always being successful but it's about how you how you remain resilient when times are tough and you know so yeah I guess yeah that's for me is was really really tough and still is tough but um definitely have grown from it and still growing so yeah that's a great answer. Are you sure you only just looked at that question on the way down? Here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about Sounds it. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, sometimes you can get a little bit too caught up in, in the numbers and looking for that for sort of personal validation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel great that I've got 35 people here. Yeah. Um, not so much that I've got, I've got one or two, but yeah. actually these – the fact that someone is invested enough to come and share your journey and, mm. and take your expertise is, is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. Definitely. Yeah. What was the last uncomfortable thing that you did? And how did you get through it? So, um, the last uncomfortable thing I did was go to Outward Bound. Um, so, a week ago, oh, a week ago, I got back from Outward Bound. So, I was there for three weeks. And it was the best three weeks and the worst three weeks at times um, of my life. And so I didn't really know what to expect. All I knew was that I was going to be spending three weeks in the bush in the middle of winter with people that I didn't know. Um, and, yeah, that definitely, I remember leaving on the, on the Saturday, on the Sunday, and just kind of freaking, quietly freaking, freaking out, not really knowing what I was venturing into um, or, or knowing what would happen. and Yeah, I guess it was the best thing that I could have done and I've come away just even more happy and motivated and grateful. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend Outbound to everybody, everybody and anybody. Yeah. 
what's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do? I feel like I constantly live in a state of uncom- uncomfortability. I don't know if that's a word. Dis- discomfort. <laughs> yeah. Discomfort, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I, I definitely am continually living in that sort of state. But the next thing would be um, probably speaking at the uh, Festival for the Future. Um, it is a festival run by Inspiring Stories, and they it's last year they had five hundred over five hundred and fifty attendees, um, and the largest group that I've talked to is two hundred and fifty. So to to go um, the from fly me up to Auckland, and I'm going to be speaking about Body Love New Zealand uh, in front of a lot of people. So that is. Very, that scares me a lot, but it's definitely like a good kind of fear. So, yeah. It's awesome. And that'll be at the end of next month, end of September. Cool, cool. I look forward to, to hearing <laughs> how it goes. So, Courtney, I've got one more question for you. Um, Did you send me this? No, no, no I didn't send you this <laughs> oh one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've got, I've got two more questions for you. Okay. Um, the first one is pretty easy. <laughs> where can people find Body Love New Zealand, where can they follow your journey? Yeah, cool. Either, either, either yeah. online or in person. <laughs> yeah, um, so online we have a Facebook page, which is Body Love New Zealand, and then an Instagram page, which is at Body Love New Zealand, <laughs> and we have a Snapchat, which is, you guessed it, Body Love New Zealand, and they're all just one word, no, oh, and it's NZ, sorry, not New Zealand, and then our website is bodylove.co.nz. So, yeah. And then um, if you're in Wellington, we have we actually have the boot camp starting, 10-week block starting on the 12th of September. Um, so just get in touch with me via website or social media if you want to come along. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Hopefully we get a few people along to, yeah. to see you. <laughs> And I just want to thank you as well for coming down to, to spend a bit of time with me today and kind of chat about Body Love New Zealand because I think it's really important work that you're that you're doing and uh, getting this message out and kind of changing people's mindset and making people happier and more accepting of themselves. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's really, really helpful. Um, but before we wrap it up, this is, <laughs> this is the last question. Do you have any advice or life lessons or interesting facts to leave me or and the listeners with? Um, sure, so much. Uh, so much wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'll, I'll give you a couple of tips. One of the uh, big things that I... Well, I'll give you one. One big thing that I teach the girls and whether it's in the, at the retreat or whether it's um, at boot camp, is to be grateful. Um, and so at the start of every session um, before boot camp, uh, we just go through what's one thing that you're grateful for today. And it's about understanding how lucky you are and how much you have. And, yeah, I guess for me it's, it's what's helped me become the happy person that I am, I, I really am a positive, happy person every single day, and, and it's because, it's not because I had so much amazing things in my life, it's because I'm grateful for 
all the small things, um, which in turn has created the positive mindset, which then has um, brought more positive positivity into my life. So be grateful for the body you have, because not everyone is lucky enough to have two legs and to have a fully functioning body. And despite what it looks like, it is functioning and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's beautiful because it is unique. So be grateful for yourself. Um, be grateful for you know your family and friends, even if they do frustrate you. Um, yep, you're you're lucky to have them, and, and be grateful for you know your your environment because yeah, it is especially if you live in New Zealand, it is amazing, and it's such a great country to be in. So yeah, I'm gonna leave you with that. Cool. I think that's an awesome note to uh, finish <laughs> up on. Thanks very much uh, again for your time. No Thank you.